Hey again, everyone. Welcome to the May Trailer Talk edition of See It or Shove It. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm here to give you my predictions of whether May's biggest releases will be a See It or a Shove It based on the trailer. There are a lot of movies coming out this month, and with the typical summer movie season ramping up, let's see what's in store. Opening this Friday, May 5th, the final installment of a beloved trilogy takes over theaters. This is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Don't forget where we came from. We have been running our whole lives. I'm done running. This trailer is giving me Avengers Endgame vibes, which was an incredible film, and the way they wrapped up the Avengers story was so good. Um, I'm getting the same feeling that this will do the same for the Guardians movies. It seems like it's going to have a lot of the heart and the humor that we're used to from the series, and I think it's going to be enjoyable. You know, I was a little let down with Volume 2. I didn't think it was as strong as the first one, but I do think this one's going to end with a bang. I'm really looking forward to it, and if it's anything like the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot at Disney World, then it's going to be a fantastic ride. So, I think this one is going to be a see-it. Also opening May 5th, Sam Hewen and Priyanka Chopra Jonas go looking for love in the romantic comedy Love Again. Mira, what are you doing? I'm just wearing my dead boyfriend's shirt and texting his own number. I begin every day thinking of you. Ever since I changed my number, someone's been sending me these texts. It sounds like a psychotic stalker. I think they're nice. You need to pursue this. It's been two years. There's nothing wrong with putting yourself back out there again. Why is every guy shirtless? Guess who's going to that awful hipster bar tonight? You go in there, you get the D. You make it sound like I have a vitamin deficiency. Yeah, you kind of do. You have a vitamin D deficiency. This looks like a standard romantic comedy where... Other than the trailer, I haven't seen any part of it, but I can pretty much predict what's going to happen in the movie from beginning to end. It also contains some stunt casting with Celine Dion as herself and an appearance by Priyanka Chopra Jonas's husband, Nick. So that doesn't leave me too hopeful. I'm going to predict that this one is going to be a shove it, although with enough charm by the leads to offset the predictability, it could easily switch over to a see it. Opening May 12th, Ben Affleck plays a detective looking for his missing daughter in Robert Rodriguez's directorial return, Hypnotic. I know you called the tip in on the bank heist. Who the hell are you? What makes total strangers bluff an elaborate bank heist? Are you familiar with the concept of hypnotics? Hypnotics. Hypnotics have the ability to influence the brain, sound voice locking eyes hypnotics used them to make you see a version of the world that doesn't exist this one looks like it could be very confusing affleck plays a detective who may or may not be living in the real world or seeing what he thinks he's seen director robert rodriguez has a good history with thrillers with desperado once upon a time in mexico from dusk till dawn 
even the Spy Kids movies. And I really enjoyed Alita Battle Angel, which he directed. So I'm going to give this one the benefit of the doubt. And I also enjoy Ben Affleck. So the fact that it has a runtime that's just under an hour and a half leads me to believe that it will be a nice tight mystery that doesn't go completely off the rails for too long, if at all. So I think this one will be a see it. Opening May 12th, those four friends who started a book club reunite for the wedding of one of their own. This is Book Club, the next chapter. Hello, you've reached the home of the retired and gifted. Where are you? I'm in a church. What? Are you serious? We're looking for a venue for the wedding. You are going to get married in a church? I'm shocked you didn't burst into flames as you crossed the threshold. Viv and Arthur. Oh, thank you. I think we should all go to Italy. Italy? Whoa. We'll make it Viv's bachelorette. So, despite the cast of Jane Fonda, Candace Bergen, Diane Keaton, and Mary Steenburgen, I didn't enjoy the first book club as much as I thought I would. And I'd watch any of them in anything, especially Jane Fonda. I love her. However, this one looks a lot more fun than that one, with them traveling abroad and getting into a bunch of shenanigans. I know it's kind of cliche to see horny old people getting into trouble, but with a cast as strong as this, they may make it work. They all reunite with supporting actors from the first one, including Don Johnson and Andy Garcia. So I think with the instant chemistry that they all have, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic and say that this one's going to be better than the first one, and it's going to be a see it. Opening May 19th, the Cars and Revenge both go into overdrive with the return of one of the most famous franchises. This is Fast 10. I know that this road has been very hard. And yet here you are, building this magnificent family. What's going on in that head of yours? Something little piece of Is it dead? They're not afraid of anything. But I am. So, spoiler alert, at least this one doesn't seem like it's going to be blasting cars off into outer space like the last one did. So, it seems to be a little more grounded in reality. Oh, well, as much of a reality as the Fast and Furious movies can get. Joining the cast is Oscar winner Rita Moreno, who, like Helen Mirren, before her may be attempting to class up the series a bit, but I'm not sure it will work. I still have a bad taste left in my mouth from the ridiculousness of the last Fast movie, so instead of getting my hopes up, I'm going to predict that even though it seems to be a little more grounded this time, I think this one's going to be a shove-it. Opening two days before my birthday on May 26, Disney gives us yet another live-action remake of a classic. This is The Little Mermaid. was drowning i had to save him this obsession with humans has to stop i just want to know more about them ariel don't poor child i can help you you can't live in that world unless you become a human yourself is that even possible it's uh-huh. what i live for So, let me get this out of the way. 
I don't give a shit that the new mermaid is black. You damn racists can get the hell over it or just do something radical like don't see it. This is a free country and nobody's forcing you to watch it. So, with that said, I am really looking forward to this because I generally like all things Disney, and I think Halle Bailey is going to do a great job in the role. And I love Melissa McCarthy, and she plays Ursula in this, so it would be nice to see her as a villain. My only concern is that the original Mermaid was 83 minutes long, and this one is 135 minutes. So I fear that they're going to pad that 52 minutes with unnecessary backstory that's going to drag the whole movie out longer than it needs to be. But I'm cautiously optimistic that this will be an enjoyable time at the movies, and I will predict that it will be a see-it. Also opening May 26, Sebastian Maniscalco and Robert De Niro show that father-son love can sometimes be complicated. This is About My Father. Welcome to White Oak. Wow, this is amazing. Hey, Ms. LeBain's here. It's called love and affection, man. Unlike you, when you met me at the delivery room, you chose to shake my hand. What else was I supposed to do? We just met. Sebastian, I don't know how you're going to fit in. What did she do? Where's my team? Where's my team? Don't these people have jobs? They got their money in the stock market. Not in mayonnaise jars buried in their backyard. I just hope nothing gets stolen this weekend because these people love to blame the immigrants. This looks very funny. I'm not entirely sure, but I believe this is based on Maniscalco's real-life experiences. I always enjoy seeing Robert De Niro in a comedic role, and Sebastian Maniscalco is very, very funny as well. I believe he also wrote it, which bodes well for the amount of hilarity that will probably be in it. Um, it looks to be good counter-programming for adults on the weekend where The Little Mermaid is also coming out, so I think I'm going to go ahead and predict that this will be a see-it. Finally, also opening May 26th, Gerard Butler brings us his second action film of the year after January's plane. This is Kandahar. Breaking news, exposing the CIA's sabotage of Iran's nuclear reactor. Our cover's blood. We're leaving 15 minutes. Stretching point. In an old CIA base in Kandahar. I'm just to go home, and I'll be with you. The distance is not the main issue. It's what's in between. Gerard Butler is really in danger of releasing the same movie, just with different titles. This doesn't look any different from a lot of his movies within the last couple of years, and it bears a striking resemblance to what I just saw a few weeks ago with The Covenant. Just a lot of military action in the Middle East. Now, if it's as good as The Covenant was, I'll be happy. But I fear that with Butler's action movies, they're all a been there, done that, very similar to each other, somewhat like what Liam Neeson movies are. So I think this one's going to be a shove it. I don't know, I hope I'm wrong. That's it for this month's Trailer Talk. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I'm so grateful. Support your local theaters by going to see some of these movies I reviewed this month. And while you're at it, share my podcast with your movie and TV-loving friends and family. Don't forget, you can now drop me a line at seeitorshoveit at gmail.com and let me know if you have any ideas or suggestions. Follow me on Instagram and Letterboxd at seeitorshoveit and rate me wherever you get your podcast. Come back later this week to hear my thoughts on Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Sisu, Big George Foreman, 
among others. Have a great week, everyone, and I'll see you next time. This episode of See It or Shove It was recorded in Orlando, Florida, and is produced by Gregory G. Productions. Music by Mysterio Music, all rights reserved.